Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys. The good Mr. Okariki. I, I think it's the Giants, right? And Matt Ryan. Well, that's a cut. Thank goodness we have a $23.5 million kicker. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us. He is the voice of sports in Indiana. 93.5-1075, the fan in Indianapolis. Um, we are now getting into the Dear Lord, What is Happening portion of our program because the Cowboys are building a massive defense and we've gotten rid of two pieces of ours, picked up a kicker, said goodbye to Matt Ryan, as you said, uh, would happen. So it's now all eyes to quarterback why are we clearing this much cap space for somebody we're taking in the draft? Well, you can look at this two different ways regarding Stefan Gilmore, Tony, as we kind of talked about on, on text back and forth yesterday. You can look at it as the Colts maybe doing a guy that's going to be 33 playing the NFL cornerback position, a solid after he thought last year he was going to come here for the next two years and this was going to be a viable you know, playoff-worthy products, which clearly it was not last year. It was a circus. It was a joke. And this year, you know, obviously with a reboot here, you're doing him a solid by shipping him off to a team for a fifth rounder and 9.9 in cap space in return where he can get a shot at getting back to the postseason. Or where I think it is, this is a team that, as I mentioned earlier, is rebooting again under Chris Ballard and is clearing some of these uh, individuals from this team that are going to be deemed unnecessary for a squad that simply put Tony is going to be rebuilding and is not going to be that good beginning next year. I think that's what this is about. We'll look down the road, see if they think about doing the same to Kenny Moore. Samson Abukam was brought in as a defensive end. I think that was yesterday, maybe yesterday. Yeah, from the Rams. He's a free agent. Um, uh, from the Niners or the Rams, one of the two. No, the Niners. The you're right. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah. From the 49ers. No you're, no, you're right. He was with the Rams before, too, so you're right. Mm. But, no, nah, they bring him in at defensive end. So you had Yannick Ngagwe, Tony, a year ago brought in as a, a one-year guy. So I would doubt that he is back now. And I believe that this Colts team is in complete and utter rebuild mode. That's the answer. How many people of the fan base are going to accept rebuild mode after all of this? After everything they've been promised and everything they've been told, how many of them are going to accept, oh, yeah, we're just we're, we're, we're going back to the motions, kids. That'll be a couple years. Just hang tight. No, it's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough sell. There's no doubt. And that's why we've talked about this before. Uh, whomever they end up getting a quarterback here, and however they put this thing together, it, it's not going to have to turn around because I think people do you know, understand. They're not going to like it, but they're understanding the direction in which they're going. But you do have to show here and there signs, Tony, of growth, right? You have to show signs of, you know what, that was the right quarterback that you picked. You know what, that was the right move that you made right here. The problem they're going to have, they also have, Tony, guys that are ready-made to win right now. 
in win mode. DeForest Buckner being one. Stephon Gilmore, who they traded yesterday, was one. Jonathan Taylor, who they are going to give a new contract to before the start of camp, I'm assuming coming up in the summertime, that's another guy that's ready-made. He plays a position in the NFL where there is not a long-lasting amount of tread on the tires before things start going downhill. So they kind of got this thing upside down a little bit. Normally you start with a rookie quarterback and you build around that rookie quarterback, but they have built around other needs and assets. Quentin Nelson being another one right here. Braden Smith being another one as well. You built around these guys and not your quarterback, and you're a little bit upside down right here. Not a lot of NFL teams do it, and certainly not a lot of NFL teams have tried to do this with a great deal of success. Talking to JMV from 93.5107.5, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. Uh, I want to discuss how Jim Irsay got himself into the place where he was going to once again trust Chris Ballard with the entire ship. I have been critical of Jim Irsay asking if he has not been too involved and creating too much of the issue and the controversy, too much voice to these things. I mean, just uh, a, a few weeks ago when he's talking about, you know, Bryce Young and he's like all super excited uh, uh, about uh, the quarterback from, from Alabama and you're not going to get him. There was no trading up uh, to get him. Will you or will you not get Will Levis from Kentucky is now the question. But the other side of that is you leave it all up to the guy who over these past seasons has not brought you a winner, and you're saying this is still the guy to bring you a winner. Where does that faith come from? Normally, Tony, when you get six going into your seventh year, you're like a John Snyder with the Seahawks. You have a resume where you've won a championship, where you compete each and every year for a division title. And that's not been the case for Chris Ballard. My theory on this is, and I think we've talked about this before as well, had they not been in search for their long-term future rookie drafted quarterback, had they not been in search of their next head coach, had Jeff Saturday not been an absolute hiring disaster during the course of the season, I think a lot of that played a role. Because simply put, Tony, I don't think Jim Irsay wanted to do all this himself and or hire all this himself. Here's another thing that's funny about this, right? That normally – Normally when you have a guy that is hired, it is a general manager and coach. And in this case, Chris Ballard kind of put this all together now. And Jim Mercy handed him over the reins, and he certainly hasn't shown the results. I just think it was because there was too many decisions to be made here. And he needed at least an ounce of stability, and he really had nowhere else to turn. Even with the lack of results that Chris at the general manager position has given the Colts, He had nowhere to turn but to lean on Chris. And if you've noticed, Jim has not been that active and that outspoken about things recently. We've all asked him to take a step back and let others handle the football operations and not be so critical in getting involved and making the decisions on your own. He is doing that, but again, he's put this now in the hands of a guy for the past six years that have shown little to no results. And I'll be honest with you, uh, he's going to get three more years. It's going to be this year. It's going to be next year. And then he's going to be on the hook in the third year. So if you're counting at home, seven is one, eight is two, nine is three. This is a reboot all the way around, Tony Katz. Yeah, I don't think the fan base has it in them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want no, no, no. You're absolutely right. They shouldn't. Look at all I, what they've been told. 
Look what they've been told. Hey, so, so, parties, but, we're going to win this. We're going to win that. And then you don't. When when Stephon Gilmore got traded to uh, the the Cowboys, the response from Kenny Moore the second was on Twitter one word: damn. Now you've intimated yeah. that Kenny Moore could be on the trading block, but this is a uh, Ogariki. You get rid of um, uh, uh, Gilmore. You're going to totally ruin your defense, a, a, a potential shining star, even though it wasn't a great season, uh, for for the sake of getting the the cap room for the quarterback because you got to build around that. Or is this all just, hey, how do we really? Is is this really about um, something else? I, I guess the question may be better said if I was a more of a professional at this. Does any of this, from a football standpoint, as you've watched these trades take place over the years? Does any of this make sense to you? No, it, Tony, you're plenty professional here. And, and no, it doesn't make sense because there's no positivity to go on right here. You know, one of the chief reasons why when Matt Gay was signed at about midnight last night, night before last, whatever, everybody reacted negatively is because you're thinking, wait a minute, a kicker, look at all that you need right here, and you go for a kicker. And my sense of that was this is that you're going to bring in a quarterback that is a rookie and an offense where you don't have a great deal of thought that they're going to be able to drive the field too often. So you're going to have to have somebody that is more accurate, somebody that has more of a leg, longer distances, so you can just go for the points, go for three, because you know you're going to get stalled out a great deal. And, yeah, you talk about the fan base kind of getting sick and tired of it. Part of it, Tony, is also happy that the Colts are doing something that many people thought they should have done a couple of years ago. Many people thought they should have done upon Andrew Luck retiring when he did and leaving them hanging in the fashion in which they did. Reboot, get your long-term quarterback right then, and then build from there. They have kicked the proverbial can down the road at the quarterback position for so many years now. This is what they're left with. And I think what they're telling you, what they're telling us is last year was rock bottom. And they're starting from rock bottom and building this back up. And Jim Irsay has put the trust in a guy that he really shouldn't because the results haven't been there. But that's who he's trusting right now to put all of this back together again. That's where we are, covering the Colts as Colts fans right now, putting it all back together again. What is the one move, really quick, what is the one move you expect to hear today or tomorrow? Um, I'm looking for Paris Campbell, Tony. There's one thing I don't—you don't let Paris Campbell lose. I don't think he's going to be that expensive. Um, I think you saw him remain healthy throughout the season a year ago. Uh, they need obvious help with offensive weapons for a new quarterback. Uh, Paris Campbell is a guy I wouldn't mind to bring in a guy like Adam Thielen, who's 32 years old, is a veteran and could add that veteran leadership and guidance for a young quarterback in an offensive wide receiving room. Those are two moves. I wouldn't expect the second. I certainly would expect the first with Paris Campbell, but I would like to see. JMV, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. I appreciate it. On the drive, Hubler.com hotline.